This is Project Keto. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast is a result of my lifelong experience searching for the answers to my health struggles. I'm here to teach you the how-tos, practical tips, and tactics to eating a ketogenic diet. No more deprivation or confusion when it comes to your amazing body. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hello friends, this is Season 5, Episode 2, and today I'll be sharing what I eat on carnivore. Before I start in with that topic, I just want to say thank you again to all of you who have shown support and reached out to me and asked questions and introduced yourself over on Instagram. It's been so much fun getting back into the podcast. I'm really happy that I'm doing this, and the best part is that I get to connect with you. So thank you. And today I am going to be sharing all about what I eat on carnivore. And I do just want to say that I'm not eating the exact same thing every single day and I don't eat at the exact same times every single day. So I have a lot of variation. So I won't be sharing like an exact formula for what I'm doing. I'm just going to be sharing all of the different kinds of foods that I eat and how I cook them, and generally when I typically eat. So I usually eat two to three meals per day on carnivore. When I used to do just keto, not carnivore, I would usually eat one or maybe two times a day. And I find that I need to eat more frequently when I'm on carnivore, and if I try to do one meal per day, I feel pretty terrible. I can't eat enough in one meal to feel satisfied for the next 24 hours. So I actually have been eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but still in a fairly small eating window. I'm still doing some intermittent fasting. So I'll typically have my first meal around maybe 10 a.m. and then I might have another meal around 1-ish and then another meal around 6.30 or so. And again, it's different on a lot of days. Sometimes I'm really busy in the evenings, sometimes I'm busier in the mornings, so it fluctuates depending on my schedule. But here's how my mornings usually go. I'll wake up and the very first thing I do is drink a full glass of Soleil. Soleil is a super saturated salt solution that I make every morning. And what it is is a full glass of water, just regular water, plus one teaspoon of Soleil added. And Soleil is a jar of water that I keep in my cabinet at all times. And in the bottom of the jar are a a lot of large Himalayan crystal salt stones. So you put the stones in the jar, fill it with water, and then just let it sit. And after about 48 hours, you have this nice salt solution. And every single morning I take a teaspoon of the Soleil off the top and dump it into my glass of water and then I drink that whole thing down right away. Then I'll wait about 15 minutes while I'm making my coffee and I feed my cats and I'm just getting myself awake and I have black coffee about 15 minutes after my Soleil. Then about I would say half an hour later I have another at least one glass of water, usually two glasses of water, where I'm taking 
some supplements. I'm taking some drops that I put in my water that um, go along with some health protocols that I've been doing. So it's quite a bit of more water, some more supplements. And then a little while later, maybe an hour after that, I'll make a second cup of coffee, which I usually will have some type of creamer in it. If you've been following along on Instagram, I've been sharing my ups and downs with trying out different kinds of creamers because since going on carnivore I no longer drink almond milk so I used to use nut pods in my coffee which I love and I think tastes amazing but I do know that almonds are really not working for me and they're so high in oxalates and I'm just not big on oxalates so I quit the nut pods and I went into having more bulletproof coffee like butter. I'll blend about a tablespoon of butter into my cup of coffee, which I do love. However, it takes me like three hours literally to finish my cup of coffee. I'm not exaggerating. I like to sip really slow and I end up reheating it like five times. And it's, I don't know why, but it takes me all day or all morning, all morning to drink my coffee with cream. So when I make a bulletproof coffee with butter in it it's really good at first and as soon as it starts to cool down the butter separates from the coffee and makes like oil pools and then it's just terrible the more I reheat it it's just like the worst so I've been trying to discover a new way to have coffee so I played around with introducing some raw cow's cream which I don't eat dairy other than butter so I haven't had dairy in about 12 years and I wanted to just test out the raw cream see if it worked and I do love the taste it was perfect in my coffee but I think it was giving me some issues which I'm going to be doing a whole episode on this so I'm not going to get into full details now so I quit the cream then I tried raw goat's milk which seems to work a little bit better but again I think it is not ideal for me and I'm just really working on my health and don't want to be causing more inflammation so I've stopped that for now at least and now I'm just using MCT oil powder in my coffee and that's it and I can't even believe that it's taken me all my life to discover that just adding MCT oil powder to your coffee is amazing and you don't even need anything else and I just think this is like nuts because I I've used MCT oil powder for years but I've always used it in combination with other creamers like in combination with butter or with nut pods or with something else with the goat's milk and I just for some reason it never occurred to me to just use the MCT oil powder on its own so I tried it it's delicious and I'm thrilled because it's so convenient it's just a powder that I can take anywhere I can travel I can take it to work I don't have to heat up any milk in advance so I finally found my solution and I think I'm just gonna quit reintroducing dairy because I don't even care about dairy if I can find something else for my creamer now I know what you're thinking that MCT oil powder is not carnivore and that's right MCT oil comes from coconut oil and I'm not aware of any issues or sensitivities that I have to coconut so I'm perfectly happy to use that in my coffee I don't treat carnivore like a uh, super extremely restrictive diet where I can never sway if there's no good reason now I know where my 
limits are. Like, it does not work for me to have high amounts of oxalates. It doesn't work for me to have lots of fiber. There, I could go on and on with things that I know don't work for me, so I avoid those foods or those food groups. But I would like to be as flexible as I can with the things that do work for me. And I know coconut works for me and MCT oil powder is just fine. So I do use that even though it isn't carnivore. That was a really long explanation to say that at the end of my morning, around 9 a.m. or so, I will have some more coffee with MCT oil powder and I don't put any sweetener in. And I used to really sweeten my coffee. I used to use almost an entire dropper full of stevia in my coffee. And now I feel like my coffee is so sweet without anything in it. And I think the trick is that I almost never eat sweeteners now. But also I put a sprinkle of Himalayan salt in my coffee and it is like amazing. I absolutely love it. I It kind of cuts the bitterness, but not so much that it's not bitter. So you still get that nice bitter flavor of the coffee, but it's, it isn't so sharp. And then I feel like that allows the flavor of the MCT oil to come out more with the salt, which is the MCT oil, it comes from coconut, so it kind of has a little bit of a sweetness to it. And it's amazing. I love it. Then, on a typical day for me, maybe around 10 or 10.30, I will have my first meal, and it's usually pretty small. And I'm going to be going into all of the foods that I eat next, but right now we're just talking about kind of my schedule of eating. Then I don't eat anything all afternoon, and I might have another meal around 1 or maybe 2 o'clock. And then if my evening is open, I usually exercise around 5 or 5.30, and then I will eat dinner after that around like 6.45. A lot of times my evening is busy all the way until like 8 or 9 or 10 p.m. So on those days, I will stop eating around 3 or 4, and then I just don't eat anything else for the rest of the evening. I'd like to just point out that for many years I was extremely strict and extremely diligent about intermittent fasting and it worked great for a while and then it started to backfire and I was fasting for probably 16 to 20 hours every single day and I began to gain weight and my hair was falling out and I was extremely agitated and anxious and had massive hunger all the time. And I've learned that doing too much fasting for too long is very detrimental to most women. So I've been working on healing from that for actually a couple of years. It is very damaging and it's taken me a long time to get my body back in working function from all of that extreme fasting and kind of like dieting. So now I'm very careful not to fall back into that. It is my natural default to force fasting and just think that going longer without eating is going to be better for my health, for my autophagy, for my digestion. But the truth is, is that I need to listen to my body. So I've been working really hard at that with carnivore and when I get hungry, that's when I eat. So that's why I don't have a rigid schedule of when I'm eating and when I'm not. I just try and allow myself to be reasonable. Like... It's pretty reasonable to have a 12-hour fast overnight. I'm very diligent with that. But then sometimes I'm eating right after that 12-hour mark. So I like to encourage people, especially women, if you've been doing intermittent fasting for a while now, 
it's time for more variation and not to be so incredibly strict with it long term. The types of foods that I'm eating are mostly all meat and animal foods. So I'll typically have foods like ground beef, either just cooked in a pan, kind of like taco meat where it's all crumbled up, um, but I don't add any spices to that. So it would be ground beef with some kind of cooking fat like beef fat, pork fat, or butter. I might have steak, and I really like to have steaks that have fat on them, and I eat the fat for sure. I love chicken. Uh, My favorite is to make it in the Instant Pot. I just put an entire full frozen chicken in the Instant Pot for 70 minutes, and then I take it out and pull off all of the meat, and then I put the bones and all the scary parts back into the Instant Pot with some water, four cups of water, and I cook that for two hours, and that makes amazing bone broth. I love pork, so I'll have ground pork, um, beef roasts I'll do in the crock pot, same with pork roasts, those will go in the crock pot. I love pork chops, I love to make chicken wings in the oven, I love salmon, I have that probably every couple of weeks, and then canned sardines and canned oysters, I really like those and I'll usually have them when it's inconvenient to have to heat up meat. So if I know I'm going to be at work and I just can't heat up anything at work that day or if I'm doing a road trip or I'm traveling, that's when I usually have the canned sardines or oysters. I have ribs a lot, both beef ribs and pork ribs. I have bone broth whenever I make the chicken. And then my late, lately my favorite thing is pork belly. I have pork belly that's sliced like bacon, and I either cook it in the oven or on the stove just like bacon, and it is one of my favorite foods ever. So those are just typically the, the meats that I circulate through. I've been slowly trying to incorporate organ meats like chicken liver, beef liver, chicken hearts, and beef hearts. Those are... Oh, and beef tongue. Beef tongue. I really like that. I've made that once. It was delicious. But the chicken hearts and the beef hearts are okay. I'll cook those. Like, I'll just fry them on the stove in some fat and eat them. And they're okay. I don't mind them too much. They're pretty easy to get down. The liver is a lot harder for me to eat. I still haven't successfully found a way to eat beef liver where I like it. Um, chicken and turkey liver I've made into a pate, which I absolutely love, but it is jammed full of onions and garlic and other spices, which don't sit well with me. So I haven't made it since I've stopped eating those foods. And then I also take capsules from ancestral supplements, I believe. I'll link that in the show notes, but I take capsules of different kinds of organs. So I have like a beef organ complex type of one that has like brain and spleen and a bunch of other organs in there and then liver. So I just really try and get the variety of organ meats as best as I can. And my freezer is actually um, full of a bunch of other organs. I have all of the pig organs. I have, I think I have a beef like kidney or something in there and I'm just not really sure what to do with them. So I'm just putting that off until I get the courage to make those and try them. The fats that I eat are mostly animal fats. So I'll have beef fat, either suet or tallow, and I'll have pork fat, usually in the form of lard or when I'm making my 
my pork belly, there's always so much leftover like pork fat or grease in the pan. So I just pour that into a container and keep it in my freezer. And I've got so much pork fat on hand. I'll have butter. I only eat pasture butter or butter from 100% grass-fed cows. And I have any fat that's already on the animal. So I would never cut off the fat and throw it away or skim it off my broth and dump it out. I always eat the fats with the animal. The only non-carnivore foods that I eat are MCT oil powder, some spices on occasion, coffee, lemon juice, and then every couple of days I have a little treat that I make that's made with toasted coconut chips and chocolate that's sweetened with either stevia or monk fruit. And those are the only ingredients. And I just make that myself and it's my little treat. And it seems to work well for me in moderation. So that is the lowdown on what I'm eating lately. Some meals I will just eat one type of meat, like maybe I'll just have a big bowl of ground beef or a few pieces of pork roast or a full steak. But I really like to have at least like three different types of meats on my plate. It keeps it interesting and it keeps it fun for me and that's what I love the best. So I might have some ground beef and some pork roast and then a chicken wing. Or maybe I will have some pork ribs and some leftover steak and a piece of who knows what salmon that's left over. Or maybe I'll have a few pieces of chicken from the Instant Pot and some leftover beef roast and a couple of slices of pork belly. So that's typically how I make variety on my plate. And I usually have a lot of meat that's on hand, either raw in the fridge or it's cooked and it's leftovers. So it usually takes me five minutes to make my meal just by reheating what I've already got or just quickly cooking something like ground beef on the pan on the stove or what else making some salmon that takes about 15 minutes a steak takes about 10 or 15 minutes so it's pretty quick for me to make most of these foods it's either quickly on the stove or it's a long cook in the instant pot or the crock pot and then Christopher and I have been getting really into smoking meats the last couple of weeks we just got a smoker and a grill and we've been having a lot of fun with that and I've been sharing how that's been going on Instagram so feel free to check it out and let me know if you have any tips for smoking. We're definitely not experts yet, but it is really fun to play with different ways of making meat when that's all that we're really eating. So I hope this was helpful for you. I know that if you haven't tried carnivore or you haven't really delved into it, it's really hard to imagine what a person actually eats. It seems so foreign and so crazy to only eat meat, but believe me, if you're having health struggles, once you get on carnivore, almost everybody feels amazing. But it does take tweaking. It takes fine-tuning exactly what you're eating or fine-tuning your timing or how much fat you're having or how much protein you're having. And speaking of that, I don't measure anything. I don't measure grams. I don't weigh my food. I don't pay any attention to any of that. That is not my style. It doesn't work for me, and I find that it's just not necessary for what I'm doing. What I do do, though, is really check in inside about how much 
fat do I need versus how much protein do I need? And I'm not talking about grams. I'm just talking about eyeballing it. So some parts of the month I do really well with just really a lot of protein and not so much added fat. Other times of the month I'm if I'm feeling more depleted or if I'm having PMS or low energy, it works for me to add quite a bit more fat. So that's when I'll do something like make pork belly and eat that with my meals or have more MCT oil powder in my coffee or I'll have extra butter or lard on my steak or I'll eat the salmon skin. Those sorts of of fats really help me to feel amazing on carnivore and not feel depleted or undernourished. So that's it for today. I hope this was helpful. Remember that so much more is shared over on Instagram. So I put a lot of pictures and videos and updates about what I'm eating and what I'm experimenting with, how it's going. And if you are a visual person, that is the place to stay in touch in between these episodes every week. So you can check all that out over at Madeline Rosie Evergreen on Instagram. And I'm hoping towards the end of season five to do a episode full of questions. Questions that you have about carnivore or even about keto in general, whatever questions you have for me. So the place to submit those would be over on Instagram you could send me a direct message, you could comment on one of my posts with a question, or I think those are really the only two options over there. Or you can always contact me through my website at projectketopodcast.com and send me a message through the contact tab there. But these questions um, that have been coming in already are really great and I'm compiling them all for a future episode. So once again, thank you for listening, and I hope you have an amazing week.